Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Welcome to a special weekend edition of the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host, Mike Baker. Let's get briefed. Now, since taking over hosting duties here at the PDB back in September of last year, I've received thousands of messages and emails from you, the most excellent PDB listeners. Now, honestly, and this is completely objective on my part, but I think the PDB has the most informed listeners in the podcast universe. Now, while I obviously can't respond to all of them, I wanted to take this opportunity to shine a spotlight on some of your comments and answer some of the questions that you've sent my way. All right, let's get started. This first question comes from Jacob, who writes, At what point do we prioritize national security above foreign aid? I understand your argument that funding the war in Ukraine is helping national security against Russian expansion, but at the same time, it appears that we're intentionally ignoring the other elephant in the room, which is the Chinese military and economic expansion. That's a big elephant. Arguing that lawmakers shouldn't hold up Ukraine aid due to border reform or Middle East aid seems to be a very narrow view of our overall national security. I know there's a question in here somewhere, Jacob. He continues, to take an analogy from history, it's like sinking all your funding into the Maginot Line, only to ignore the Belgian lowlands. Wow. Hmm, aren't you a historian? And then he finishes off by saying, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the question. All right. Well, first of all, thanks very much, Jacob. And well done for you referencing the Maginot Line. While it does seem that the U.S. government at times is incapable of multitasking, usually that's because they are just frankly terrible at communicating and explaining to the American people what they are doing and why, right? Given the media's singular focus on Ukraine at times, you can be forgiven for thinking that Ukraine is the only issue of concern for the government. But the reality is thankfully different, and the military and intel community in particular are very focused on a variety of crises and concerns, and chief among them, as you correctly pointed out, is the Chinese regime and its increasingly boisterous and aggressive behavior on the world stage. All right, this next one comes from Matt, and he writes, How exactly would Putin occupy and hold Kiev, and why? If U.S. occupation, Soviet occupation for that matter, of Afghanistan showed that occupiers have the hardest time pacifying the locals and establishing supply lines, why the blue hell would Putin want to occupy Ukraine and take Kiev? It would make no sense. Please explain why you keep saying he'd be in Ukraine if we cut off the aid. Why not just 
stop at the Dnieper River and leave Ukraine a rump state. All right, well, thanks, Matt, and uh, good use of the term blue hell. Putin has said repeatedly over the years that the greatest disaster of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union, and he means it. He's been trying to rebuild the former empire in some fashion for years. Now, the analogy with Afghanistan that you've made is it's not quite on target. I get why you're saying it, but it's not quite on target. We're talking about the U.S. and the former Soviet Union trying to oversee a vastly different culture, an Islamic society made up of warring tribes without any real connection to what the U.S. or, frankly, the Soviets brought to the table. Putin essentially looks at the Ukraine as a part of Russia that never should have been considered a separate country. So would it be difficult to establish and maintain control over the entire country? Well, of course, but that doesn't mean it's not his objective. Hitler imagined he could overrun and enslave all of Russia back in 1941. Despots and dictators, they don't use the same logic train as others. All right, let's go to Gerald. He's a fellow Boisean. Now, that's the awkward term that we use for people from or living in Boise, Idaho. So the Boisean says, I've heard a lot of talk about us attacking Iran for supporting the terrorist groups that are attacking us. I was wondering what your take is on the difference between us attacking Iran for their support of these groups versus Russia potentially attacking us or our interests for supporting Ukraine. I'm retired from the U.S. Army and am as patriotic as they come, Gerald says but I can see how this could be used by Russia to drag us further into that conflict. All right, first of all, thanks very much, Gerald, for your service. And second, you're living in Boise. So remember, don't forget to stop by the stagecoach there in Boise. It's America's finest bar and old school steakhouse. Now on to your question. Both Russia and Iran are the aggressors. Russia is an invading military. So the US, NATO, and EU have come to the aid of a country attempting to push back an invading army. Iran is the aggressor in using its various proxy groups to pursue its key objectives of becoming the leading player in the Middle East, removing the U.S. from the Middle East, and destroying Israel. So if your question is, is there a difference between us responding to Iran for their use of terrorism via proxy groups to destabilize the Middle East and attack our personnel facilities, and Russia attacking U.S. interests for coming to the aid of Ukraine, which Russia has invaded, well, yeah, I'd say the U.S. is on the right side of both equations. Our next email comes from Paul from Los Angeles, California. He says, Mike, you're a great American. My buddies and I never miss an episode. Thank you for what you do. Question for you. If you were a betting man, what are the odds we would actually grow some balls and hit Iran directly during Biden's final year in office? Well, first of all, Paul, I like the cut of your jib. Clearly, you're a fine judge of character and of podcasts. If Iran doesn't rein in their proxy groups and cease the constant missile and drone attacks on U.S. and allied personnel and facilities, I'd say the Biden administration will have no choice but to engage in a more direct effort at deterrence. And that would mean striking directly at Iranian interests. Now, that could mean enacting much more stringent sanctions on the regime, depriving them of revenue, much like what happened during the previous administration. Or it could mean targeting infrastructure or key military facilities. Or it could mean both. This one comes from listener Rick, who writes, I don't want to sound like a jerk. <laughs> always, always be on the lookout when someone starts a sentence or a conversation by saying, I don't want to sound like a jerk. Anyway, Rick continues, but why do you have to say Iranian-backed about everything before you speak about it? 
Is it a talking point you're given by someone or what? Just curious. Thanks. Well, that's a very good question from the Iranian-backed Rick. Actually, I insert that note often before mentioning Hamas, the Houthis, Hezbollah, or others, because I believe it's important to draw attention to the ultimate source of much of the instability and chaos currently happening in the Middle East. It's really as simple as that. All right, I'll be right back with more of your questions and comments after a quick break. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true, finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy, well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Welcome back to this special weekend edition of the President's Daily Brief. Let's jump right back in with a question from a listener named Tyler. Now, Tyler is asking about the recent bombing 
that killed dozens of people in Iran. He asks, why would ISIS attack the citizens of Iran? It seems like Iran and ISIS have very similar goals and common enemies. Why would ISIS use the memorial anniversary event of Qasem Soleimani, who was killed by the U.S., to kill innocent civilians who may have similar beliefs as they do? Thanks for your time, and thanks for keeping us informed. Well, Tyler, thanks very much. The best part about hosting the PDB, aside from the snacks and martini bar in the green room, is being able to play a small part in helping folks be informed on world events. Now, with your question, I don't want to oversimplify, but ISIS is a Sunni entity, while the Iranian regime is Shia. The two branches of Islam have a long and brutal history of violence against each other. ISIS has blamed Soleimani in the past for killing many of their fighters, and he actually played a key role for Iran in commanding Shiite militias controlled by the IRGC that targeted ISIS. So, in fact, ISIS' attack on that memorial event, that made sense. And they were also, frankly, looking to kill as many Shiite Muslims as possible. This next one is from Elliot. He's writing in from Neptune Beach, Florida, and he writes, Dear Mike, oh, that's nice, Dear Mike, I've been a listener ever since seeing you on Gutfeld on Fox News. I appreciate your succinct take on what's going on. My question is this. Considering the mess we're seeing around the world right now, is there a specific point in time that you feel American foreign policy really started going downhill? Okay, well, I hope all's well in Neptune Beach, Elliot. It's a bit of a leading question that you ask. I don't know that I'd say U.S. foreign policy is, is going downhill. That makes it sound like it's, it's just headed to the bottom. It's more like it ebbs and flows based on each administration. The U.S. has high points, and they've got lows. And I try not to be overly pessimistic, because luckily, each administration only gets a maximum of eight years to really muck things up. All right, I got a couple of messages similar to this next one. This comes from Greg in Visalia, California. He writes, Mike, you mentioned on the Tuesday, January 30th episode, that's very specific, that maybe the PDB might be the longest-running program, beating out cats, Hamilton, and the dog and pony show done by Congress in their feckless impeachment attempt with Mayorkas. That's true. Uh, a lot of research shows that I believe the PDB has now run longer than cats or Hamilton, and, and that research may be completely flawed. All right, Greg continues, Then you went to commercial, and none other than Adam Schiff comes on to talk about why you should vote for him. I was doing the grocery shopping while listening, and, well, when I heard his voice in my earphone, it was soon followed by the public address in the store saying, clean up on aisle seven, as I blew chunks of my lunch all over the club soda and ginger ale shelves. I guess you'll take anyone's money, he says, so long as it's green. I will say that taking too many ads for people like Schiff could impact negatively your longest-running ambitions. Well, Greg, first of all, I'm glad you had the good sense not to lose your lunch on the tonic water shelf. Gin and tonics with a lime are a precious commodity, and you wouldn't want to sully a key ingredient. It's important to note here that the PDB doesn't actually choose the ads, right? That's a decision for the various podcast platforms. We do have some terrific sponsors, I mean, really great sponsors. But I get why you have a visceral reaction to political ads. And by the way, stand by for some breaking news about an ad-free subscription version of the PDB. All right. I want to get one last email in, and that's from Andre, who's writing from Monmouth, New Jersey. Andre asks, are there any interesting anecdotes that you can share with us from your days with the CIA, or is it all very hush-hush? Okay, Andre. Well, first of all, 
I'm surprised that you know the term hush-hush. That's a technical spy term used inside the CIA. Listen, I was, I was very fortunate during my time with the outfit to engage in some very interesting, challenging, and at times entertaining activities and operations, and to work with some of the finest people I'll ever meet. The folks in the company work in the shadows, usually without recognition or overt praise, and often at the pointy tip of the spear. It was a great ride, and I will always be grateful that they gave me that chance. So I guess what I'm saying is, sometimes you got to keep your pie hole shut. It's, as we say in the espionage business, hush, hush. All right. I just want to thank all of the listeners who sent comments and questions. You can always reach us at pdb at thefirsttv.com and send us a note. Let us know if you'd like mailbag episodes like this to be a regular feature. That's all the time we've got for now. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back on Monday. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.